What's going on, everybody? Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us for anything and everything rock and roll. Of course, with a little bit of ADD. Anyway, I'm Zach. I'm TJ. And I'm Robin. And you're listening to Rock Detention. I don't feel tardy. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Always good. How are you doing, boys? Always good. Always good. It's been a week. Always good. Great. <laughs> I think I'm we back got in Nashville. We got through that one, boys. No mistakes. That was no mistakes. I thought it was fantastic. 15th day. We finally did it. Hey, congratulations. Cheers to y'all. Day 15. Damn it. See, now my stuff is is disappearing. I hate this green screen crap. Cheers to But I love my green screen. My first beer on screen. Yeah, your first first uh, unblurred beer. Yeah. Sponsor, please. (laughs) Cheers, boys. Rest in peace, Eddie. I love my background. I just, I'm not into the green screen thing. I miss my normal background, but that's okay because it was either this or Barbie's dream house mini oven behind me, if y'all remember from some of our first episodes. I do miss it. I do miss it. No, nobody misses it. Just, nobody does. I just, I just miss your I fish did. tank. Oh, Lord. All right. You know what? Not this episode, but. I'm thinking next week I'm going to go back to the living room. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. Anyway, walked. I went downtown Nashville today, walked the the pedestrian bridge that overlooks the city. Absolutely beautiful. You probably saw it in the uh, story for tonight. Um, <laughs> is it inappropriate to say that sign I saw? I thought that was hilarious. If I had cash, I would have given it to the guy. Did y'all get that text from me? Yeah, I think I think it's I think a great sign. Yeah. Yo, so for the there was this homeless man walking down the bridge and he had a huge box on. I'm talking like a like a forty two inch TV box hanging around his neck and it just said, um, saving up for a stripper. No, for a hooker. I don't know. I thought it was clever. <laughs> it, At least it's honest. Anyway. Well, for those of you who tuned in, all two hundred thousand of you, um, Mom, Dad, how are y'all doing? Robin's mom, Dad, how are y'all doing? Um, <laughs> we have a surprise. Surprise! We have a very special guest tonight. And, uh, you know, it, it, he managed a band that uh, released a cover today. And I thought, you know what? We, we're going to be talking about covers tonight, so we should probably bring him on. Boys? Maybe? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, let's I'm go. Ready. Uh, well, shit, let's just Jeez. get right into this. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please welcome Mr. Pete Merluzzi. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. It's, it's, a very fitting, it's a very fitting episode for me to join. I'm excited about this. It'll be a good conversation tonight. Well, you love covers, and that's why I thought of you. I do. I do. I have a soft spot for a good cover song for some reason. I'm not really sure why, but I always have. So... This should be a good time. I'm interested to see what your lists are like. Uh, uh, me too. I, I, <laughs> I've got a lot of lists. So many lists, y'all, on little papers. Um, but anyway, for those of you who don't know, uh, I met Mr. Pete a few years back. Uh, shoot, how long ago was that, Pete? Maybe five years ago? Yeah, Four years no, ago? Five, uh, but five or six years ago, yeah. I met him at the ACDC uh, concert in Las Vegas, and he was the accountant on that tour. And uh, it was one of the greatest shows of all time. Um, was that a fun tour for you? 
that uh, that particular band and that tour was the best thing that I've ever been a part of. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, in 20 some 23 years or whatever it's been now since I've been on the road, that's the best organization from top to bottom that I've ever been a part of. That's, yeah, that's incredible. And I, I would love to we would love to have you on again for a future episode, uh, you know, to talk about maybe tour life with that stuff. I'd be honored to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. I mean, especially now that it's going to be, you know, who the hell knows what's going to come of it, you know? So, uh, yeah, I would definitely love to be, uh, love to talk about it. It's, it's, you know, I've lived a, a pretty blessed life in a lot of ways. So I'm pretty lucky. Absolutely, man. Just, just to name a few other bands. Uh, uh, Mr. Pete here has also worked with, uh, Judas Priest, one of my favorite 80s bands. Oh! Uh, and of course, the one and only Guns N' Roses. Uh, but we will speak more on that, um, you know, in a future episode because tonight yeah. is all about the greatest covers of all time. Which I'll have you really know really that. Like. Yeah, and I'll have you know that I did not include any Guns N' Roses covers in my in my selection. So. <laughs> well, I'll have you know I did. Yeah, and, and I did. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. I didn't. But it wasn't because of you. I didn't do it because I knew you were going to be on. Like, these are just songs that I'm like, hell yeah. They're anyway. on my list, too. Who, hell yeah's on your list. Oh, I know exactly what song you're going to say. Yep. And that's a great song. It is. Christian, cool. if you're listening. Hi. Uh, <laughs> let's get uh, to cool. it, man. Let's, let's see what you guys got. Do this thing. Who wants to kick Robin. this off? I want Robin, too. Oh, you want me to? Okay. Yeah. Um... So my, a lot, a lot of my list is stuff that uh, surprised me. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a cover. Um, so I'll start with one that's that's uh, uh, a relatively known, yet sometimes when I talk to people, they're just like, oh my god, that was a cover. I didn't realize that. Um, and that's "Blinded by the Light" by Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Um, huh. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen pinned that song. Uh, it's on his uh, um, Letters from Ashbury Park uh, album. And, that uh, is that is correct. Yeah. And, um, it is not the his... 1985 album, Robin. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. We're gonna we're not gonna talk about that. Moving on. Actually, we're gonna have to tell Pete what yeah. that's about. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what did, we did. What did you do? We did the Eddie Van <laughs> we did the Eddie Van Halen tribute album, and I kept referring to 1984 as 1985. I don't know. Oh, 1985. It's one of the episodes that, that will probably go down in the archives. and uh, You're going to want to try to erase that as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're yeah. never erasing it. We bring it up just about every episode. <laughs> uh, I'll never live it down. It's one of the now, I have a question about your, your Blinded by the Light. Now, there's a line in that song. What is he saying? And you know exactly what so, line I'm talking about. Um, the light revved up no. revved up like a douche is uh i believe the original line i'm going to look right now I'll like d-o-u-c-h-e actually yes. no it's actually wrapped up like a deuce and it sounds like it sounds like wrapped up like a douche huh um, which i wouldn't i don't even know what that means but <laughs> i i don't know what either of those for you know if somebody for us tonight it might be a good thing so i think well the thing that i've always known 
is that, or not known, but I've always read, like when you read the lyrics, Manfred Mann's Earth Band says it one way, and Bruce Springsteen says it another way. So, I believe the original lyrics are what you just said. Um, and uh, he, uh, Manfred Mann changed them for some reason. I'm not really sure why. I'm um, sticking with Wrapped Up Like a Douche. That's okay. what it is. All righty. All righty. Well, thank you, Robin. <laughs> We're going to, yeah. DJ, so. what you got, homie? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where to start now. Uh, kind of an obscure one. Well, not really. But uh, Mr. Big Wild World by oh. formerly of Cat mm. Stevens. Yes. Great little tune, and I don't think it really got much attention. Can you hum it for me? I'm not familiar. Uh, how's it go? Don't la, judge la, me, la, 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 la. Ooh, baby, baby, it's go. a wild world. There you go. I had Harmony to think about spell. it. I was like, ah, wait. Yeah. Not ringing a bell. Really? No. That's of either one? You don't know the original one either? I'm sorry. Ooh. I don't. I'm sure people well, are rolling around right now, like, I'm not scratching their eyeballs out. I'm not a huge Cat Stevens fan myself, but yeah, that's that. God, I hadn't heard the Mr. Big version of that in probably 30 years. Yeah. The thing came out, what, 90, like 91, 90, somewhere in there? 91, somewhere yeah. Yeah. 1985 uh, was my guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a great record. <laughs> One of the best. Yeah. All right, Pete, let's start us out. What you got? Um, I'm going to go. Uh, well, it's kind of an obscure version of the song, but uh, House of the Rising Sun has always been one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, the Animals, of course, made it made it popular. Um, one of my favorite guitarists of all time, and uh, there's going to be a lot of people that know me watching this and going, oh, yeah, Leslie West. Um, Leslie West of Mountain did a version of this in 2005 on a covers record, actually, uh, called Got, Got Blues. And it's the best version of House of the Rising Sun that's ever been recorded, in my opinion. So that one's that one's for me. Big bluesy, you know, his voice tells as much of a story as his guitar playing on it does. So huge. I definitely know the original and I love the original. Yeah. Uh, can you compare it to the original? Is it is it very similar or do they totally take it their own way? Uh, Leslie definitely kind of does his own treatment for it. It's uh, he talks about he's actually recorded it before on one of his early solo records in the 70s, which was a bit more of a traditional version of the song. Um, but this version, you know, the the animals version's got a heavy organ part in it. This thing starts out with this beautiful acoustic guitar and his voice, right? And his voice as an older man. So it's this big, thick, raspy blues voice, and uh, Right about the chorus, uh, the drums come in, and he just kicks into this incredible guitar solo and this huge bellowing voice of his as he goes into the uh, to the chorus of the song. Yeah, this is massive sounding. So it's it's really like if I could recommend a version of this track to anybody, that's, I mean, it's been recorded a million times, but that sure. version is my personal favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Hey, Robin, you know what we ought to do at the end of this episode? We should definitely somewhere compile a list of all these songs. Yes, and, everybody uh, send me their, yeah. like, at the, end of the, at the end of the thing, just type it up, and everybody just send me the, their list, and I'll just put Zach's list, Pete's list, TJ's cool. list, Thank Robin's you. list. So, Sounds great. 
are you do, do you know any of the uh the black label camp pete yeah yeah okay so you know i played with dario and um jd uh yep. for dario's side project dario does a instrument and instrumental yeah and instrumental yep. uh version of house of the rising sun which is pretty badass have you heard that i have not no i mean i know that the ventures did one back in the 60s which was right around the same time the animals put their version out i think within the next year the ventures did one um but no i've not heard that i've got i have countless versions of bands doing that song actually over the years but you know every once in a while somebody just has that unique approach you know and that's what i love about a good cover song is when somebody puts their own stamp on it you know so i'll definitely have to check it out that sounds like something right worth, worth listening to yeah i know he's a talented guitar player Oh, he's <laughs> he's a mad shredder, man. I remember yeah. when when he when he sent me all the tunes to learn, uh, like he sent me videos of like the the rhythm parts, and the damn rhythm parts were just as hard as the solos, man. Yeah. It was cr- crazy stuff, but it was super fun to play and learn. I actually have some great road stories about being out with Black Label, actually. So, <laughs> but it was years it was years before, and uh, it was back in early 2000 when Mike Inez was playing bass for him on an Ozfest, and we were out, I was out with a couple other bands and we used to just run into each other constantly. So a lot of good memories from that time. Rock Lots on. of good laughs. Yeah. Well, we will, we, I definitely want to talk about those when we have the, uh, on the road episode with you. They, they will definitely be included. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Yep. Right on guys. Well, um, I, I'm going to start the night out. Uh, not with one particular song, but with a band, because this band has done multiple covers. And I think Robin will probably agree. I think you're a big fan of this band. Uh, but are you all familiar with Hailstorm? Absolutely. Yes. Indeed. Yep. I know where you're going to go with this one. Well, so if I had to rank these, number one, without a doubt, hands down, they do a cover of uh, I Want You, She's So Heavy by the Beatles. Has anyone here heard that? I have. Is it not have, unbelievable? It's the EPs that they put out. Uh, all the cover EPs that they've done have been fantastic. I mean, there's always something deep, you know, some deep cut or something unexpected on it. Uh, I love the "I Want You," uh, she's so heavy, but I also love their version of "Slave to the Grind" because she's just ferocious. Like vocally, she's so fierce. You know what I mean? It's just her Absolutely. her ability. Lizzie's ability as a singer is just off the chart, you know? I mean, whether it's doing Priest, whether it's doing Pat Benatar, it doesn't make a difference. She can just sing anything, you know? Yeah, and Lady Gaga, agree. right? Didn't she do Didn't she do one of the Lady Gaga songs? Too? They did Bad Romance, yeah. which was, and that's, that's on my list too. Um, a close number two to uh, I Want You, She's So Heavy, they do a really cool version of Still of the Night. Yeah, yeah, she sang the hell out of that. Uh, which which I loved. Uh, I hate myself for loving you. Um, yeah. That one's special in my heart because that's in Rock of Ages. Uh, they did a Daft Punk, uh, Get Lucky. Yep. And uh, I mean, they're all great guys. But uh, if I had to narrow it down to one, definitely I want you. She's so heavy. So boom. There Robin. was a band. There was a band that opened for Slash back in 2010 from Oklahoma called Taddy Porter, and they would close their show every night with a cover of that. They never recorded it, unfortunately, on any of the three records that they did. But every night, it was just one of those jaw-dropping performances. Young guys at the time, and they just 
it was like whose record collection did these guys rated, you know? And that's how are I you, feel about Hailstorm too. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Are you talking about Still of the Night? No, uh, no, I want you. She's oh, so heavy. Damn. A yeah. dude saying that. Stunning, stunning. Yeah, stunning. That oh, was great. And it's not on YouTube anywhere? I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah, they just never put it out on a record, unfortunately. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I love the song, man. And it's one of those songs where if if you can't nail it vocally, I mean, you can totally ruin that song. Kid could sing it in his sleep. It was just, you know, there's there's those certain guys where they're just, it's a haunting vocal anyway. Sure. Um, and he just he killed it live every night. You know, it was just, it was one of those that gave you chills, you know, where you're watching him do it. So, gosh. And at which tour was this again? Uh, I, it was the first solo record. So it was the one with all the different singers on it. 2010, 2010. No, who were you with at the time? The Slash, 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 the Slash okay. right self-titled record. Yeah. Righteous, righteous. I was just listening to that today. Yeah. What song it is, but uh, Iggy Pop song. I forget. Yeah. No, that's a, gr- a great, great. We're all gonna die. Yep. Yep. We're all gonna die. Yeah. And Zach's buddy Todd Kearns singing that live every night. That is. I, yep. I just remembered all the Slash guys were there the night I met you in Vegas. Yeah. I just remembered that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Small, small world. Okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> Robin, where you at, boy? I am. I don't know why I called yeah, you boy. I don't know. Man, I don't either. Dude. But I'm, I got hit with the uh, best shot. No, yeah, hit with the best shot. No, uh, which is not a cover. <laughs> um, so no, my next one on the list is uh, "Dazed and Confused" by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I'm they didn't very write dazed that. And confused. No, they 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 did not write that. Uh, it was a folk rock or song uh, by Jake Holmes who originally recorded it in 1967 wow well um, you stumped me that. you got me on yeah. that one buddy yeah, you got me. yeah. Oh. So, well shit you could have lied and said 1969 yeah <laughs> uh, 1985 so he kind of like from what I understand at least you know my you know just grazing through the uh the glancing through the Wikipedia, because um, that's accurate. Yeah, <laughs> for the most those aren't part, user made. Oh, don't I worry. Just, I got hit. With, I like, wrote some... that article for you, Robin, just today. Just today. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Keith made a comment just a second ago that's like, that's why if if you've like looked at my screen, I'm like looking at my phone, going, okay, where did I get this information that I got wrong, like clearly wrong. What did uh, Keith say? Uh, he was talking about the the when I made the comment that the original ACDC singer died in austin uh he didn't and i have not and when i say original not like the original original i mean bon scott and he didn't and i have no idea where i got that information like i swear i read it in a book and now i can't find it anywhere so i'm probably confusing him with another singer and messing everything up again so my great dude now people are gonna label us as fake news fake news no they're gonna label me as fake news not (laughs) y'all y'all usually have everything correct um, Mandela effect, bro. Yeah, right. I mean, it is a Mandela effect. I, like I swear guilty I by this. association, yeah. single-handedly ruining my reputation by being on this show tonight. Right? <laughs> shocking, <laughs> shocking behavior. <laughs> oh no, no don't oh, hire that guy. He went on that podcast. But yeah, so Daisy Confused <laughs> is on my another is on my is on my list because it's one of those songs I just was like blown away that it was a cover. It's like I didn't 
Did you go and did you listen to it? I, I've never heard a different version. I've never heard another band do it other than somebody covering the Zeppelin version. So, you know? well, uh, the band um, that Paige was in before Led Zeppelin. The, Yard, the Yardbirds. Yeah. I always want to call yep. them the Birds, and I know they're the Yardbirds. Let's um, call them the Birds. Everything else you say is wrong anyway, so yeah. we're good. It's true, yeah. It, it, let's not worry about it's, being factual no. at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the but, Backyard uh, Birds. Yeah, the backyard birds. Um, they have, they have a. There's like a video of them on YouTube performing that song. Is so, it, is it the Yardbirds or is it the New Yardbirds, which was basically Led Zeppelin? It says the Yardbirds on the video. Okay, we're gonna have to go look at that. Yeah. We're gonna have to check that out. Um, but uh, yeah, so I always thought that it was one that Paige had written while in the Yardbirds. And that they just the Yardbirds didn't deliver it correctly, so he brought it over to Led Zeppelin. And um, no, it's by Jake Holmes, huh. who's a folk singer. Interesting. Yep. You gonna add that to your cover set? No. <laughs> Come on. Not my kind of song. Get the old acoustic version of that thing going. Come on. <laughs> eh. Oh lord. Yeah. Not my, not my I'll cover. tell you what, I did not know that. So thank you, Mr. Robin. That's surprising. I'm yep. very dazed and confused over it. <laughs> no pun intended. Right. All right, Santa, what you got? Uh, oh, it's a new hat, by the way. Thanks for noticing. I, um, I did notice. Everybody, that is a brand new hat um, that TJ has on. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, I got one. One of my favorites. Hanoi Rocks doing Up Around the Bend. Oh. Very Damn nice. Damn it, dude. You stumped me twice. Go ahead and hum it for me. If you don't know the Creedence song, come on, come man. On, you I mean, gotta know this. No, okay, you okay. totally know this song. If you hum it, I might know it. Do you want me to hum it? Do you want me to sing it? What do you want? Whatever God intended for you to do. I don't know. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> uh, I need more. Up around the bend, you I, you're gonna have to, you know, maybe you gotta go and listen to some of these. Maybe we should have shared the list before we did the show. <laughs> no, yeah, right. Because then this like, comedic uh, gold doesn't happen. <laughs> like, there's a place up ahead, and we're going. More. Just exactly. as fast as our feet can fly. I love <laughs> the melody. Even it's, a great, it's credence, man. It's credence. It sounds okay. just like all their other songs. It's Fogarty. Yeah, it's, uh, but it, yeah, Hanoi Rocks did a great version of that. Right on. Um, yeah. Well, that's why TJ's going to send us a list and I'll go listen to his obscure songs. There you that's, go. That's not an obscure song, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I don't think either one, even the Hanoi Rocks version was a hit in the States. Okay. I mean, you're, my... young, you're young. You're young. You're allowed. You're allowed here. But the Creedence, the Creedence version is obviously no, he, like. He's not allowed. We're all the same age. <laughs> like, he's not allowed. Oh, geez. So I'm the old guy. I'm the old guy on the show. So. No, Gar, I think, Steve. I think I'm second oldest, so we got, we got that going for us. Listen, right. listen. okay, for the record, and I've, I've said this in previous podcasts. I'm going to go ahead and say it again now, and this is for you, Mr. Pete. Um, I did not grow up. Um, my parents are, are, are bluegrass country. Um, like, that's, that's what I grew up on. So I had to teach myself about rock and roll. The credence, the credence thing should have rolled over into that. I'm surprised actually, because I know a lot of people that are, you know, come from that same kind of background as you. Um, but that band always seemed to creep into 
people that were into bluegrass and that, you know, older country, because it was kind of like, I don't know. How would you describe Creedence? Like swamp rock? I mean, is that kind of, yeah, a, like, they had that like, really like yeah. Louisiana vibe to them for some reason. And I, I don't think that had anything to do with it, but that's where like, they were. That, that's the sound. Yeah. They had, you know? It was like Louisiana Southern rock. Like they were like one of the yeah. first to me, they were, I always look at them as like one of the first like Southern rock bands. Yeah, yeah, but they weren't quite like Skinner or Molly Hatchet or anything. They were just no. a little well, bit they're, off. You they're know before, mean? aren't yeah. they? Before yeah. Molly Hatchet and all of them? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so that's were. why I said like they're the original. And then Molly heavily, Hatchet just took it, you know. To yeah, a, heavily uh, influenced on on all those guys for sure. Yeah, yeah. but it definitely In, had like a swampy feel to it, Zach. So it's got a little bluegrassy. You know, it was kind of one of those things that crossed over for a lot of people that were heavy into that scene. You know, that vibe. So. Right on. Well, in my defense, when I listen to it, mm. I probably will be like, oh, that song. Yeah, you, you probably will. And yeah. when that happens, I We're will post on social media and let you know, all right, mofos, I knew the damn song. Yeah. Still going to make fun of you. Okay, 1985. Um, <laughs> Gar, Steve. Um, okay, well, that's this is that's been great. Okay, thank you, TJ. You're welcome. Pete, what you got? Oh man, it's, it's hard to pick the next one. Um, I'm going to go a little bit obscure here too. Uh, but I'm picking this song because one, it's a great classic song, but it's this version of it, uh, hard to find, but vocally one of the greatest vocal performances I think you're going to find from any like eighties style rock singer on a classic song. It's the Badlands version of fire and rain from James Taylor. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, wow. I see fire and I see rain. Yeah, Boom. There, see, oh, I know you know that, that one. one. <laughs> yeah, you know that one. Yeah, uh, Jakey Lee on guitar, of course, and uh, yeah, man, that's and, a great band. and Ray Gillen singing it, and uh, oh. it's just, yeah, it's in the stratosphere. I mean, the vocals are just, you know, out out of here. But it's uh, it's a great version of the song, and um, it's just a hard track to find because that second record has been long out of print, and uh, you know. Which is hard to track down. So cool. Did you find it on the YouTube? Uh, no, I um, the pre pre iTunes. Um, I used to buy a lot of out of print CDs, um, stuff that I had missed. You know, as I went back and found bands that I had missed along the way, and uh, uh, Voodoo Highway, their second record is is a hard one to track down. Um, and even the CDs are expensive. You know, so if you find it, if you find it on vinyl, it's even more pricey. But uh, it's it's a great it's a great album yeah and it's definitely uh there's some highlights on it you know very different from their first record it's got a much more blues uh heavy sound to it but the first record is much glamier you know more of that 80s rock polished rock but uh the um you're talking my language yeah yeah well i mean you'd like both you know both albums are excellent and then there's actually a third one that never really came out but there's versions of it floating around out there so some really good stuff. Right on. Yeah, yeah, I love the song. I love James Taylor, man. He's yeah. fantastic. It's a great track. Robin, you just pointed. Did something happen? Yeah, I found I found the information where I, I confused my information with, with about the death of Bon Scott. Cool. So I'm not crazy. I just <laughs> read it. You're pointing a lot tonight. Yeah. yeah. Who died who died in Austin then? Who was it? It wasn't he, he was they were in Austin before flying to London. If uh, um, oh. And so I just remembered Austin. He like, just oh. wanted it to be Austin. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> check it out. I guess. Now you're I certifying know. people's death certificates over yep, here. Basically. Come on, man. Anyways, I 
just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. Well, thank you a, for correcting a, that. Um, anyways. Uh, Zach, I think you're up, aren't you? Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Um, uh, no, this is my uh, my uh, honorable mentions. Let's see here. Ooh! All right. Can I start some controversy? Wait, what do you yes. mean? Why, why are you already down to your honorable mentions? Because Zach doesn't know covers, the... apparently. So that's I've why got it's honorable four mention. pages. <laughs> Hold your dang horses, Shirley. All right. <clears throat> Shirley just seems like the right thing to say. All right, y'all. I am going to say something super bold. Wait, are you going to say right. that you like this cover better than the original? Yup. Okay. Hands down, no questions asked. And I have played this for two or three diehard fans of this band. And if I remember correctly, they agreed with me. And if they didn't agree with me, I'm going to pull a Robin and just say they did. So they probably agreed with me. Yes, sir, Mr. here. Can I guess what it is? Yes. I want it that way by Steel Panther. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, guys, we're gonna lose the, we're gonna lose it. Our, my power in the house just went out. So, love y'all. Um, the the podcast is probably about to end here because uh, we don't have power in the house. I have uh, I have y'all on a uh, battery thing, so it's gonna this, die. It's gonna die in like is, two minutes. Is Austin going into lockdown? I have no What's idea. Happening? I don't know why the power just went out. So. Uh, <laughs> So are we still live? I mean, let's make we're the best st- of it, if that's the point. No, we're not live at all. I oh. think it's, uh, if we are live, I'm surprised. I mean, you're yeah. still talking to us, so that means you have internet. Yeah. Wow, okay, yeah. that does, wait, that's weird. Why yeah. did my room go dead? Okay. I don't know. Maybe y'all, it's a you, poltergeist. Y'all talk, talk, talk some stuff? Yeah, y'all talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. <laughs> we'll, watch, breaker, we'll, watch, we'll watch for your lights to come back on. How cool huh. would this be if he flips the circuit oh, breaker, it comes back on? We're good to roll, and we're still live this whole time. Wow. No, I know what it is. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the best episode yet. Yeah. <laughs> the night has just begun. Wow. And I, I haven't so even was he said right? what the song was, is. Was he right with his guess? No. No. Wait, okay. what was your guess? I want it well, that, that way. Happened. I still panther. Did your, cat, did your cat turn off the lights? No, I don't have any animals. No, my, uh... you have so, a space heater going? No, my other... My other power amp thing over here died. And it turned all the lights in my room out. So I'm like... Which didn't make me think, oh, wait, I'm still talking to y'all. Um, I just know my... I When it goes out, it kills every it kills everything. Um, and it means that it, the, it ran out of battery. So, so are we live or not? Yes, we are still live. It was the ghost of Bond Scott because you're oh, telling yeah, people you're telling people the inappropriate information on his death. He died he in London for anybody wondering. He flew all the way over from London. <laughs> wow, um, dude, can you get your like mood lighting back on? No, I feel I can't. like it can't. It's broken. <laughs> it's it's all it all it it actually I think it just blew up my computer over here. So. Uh, oh shit! I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. So. We'll just keep going. But Okay, well, if you want to, like, make your background Pee-wee's Playhouse or something, feel free to. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Zach, you're up. <laughs> I am up. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, um, 
Okay, here we go. So I'm going to start some crap, guys. And uh, so I'm going to bring up a brand, brand, a band called Black Pearl, which I have spoke about in several episodes uh, earlier uh, in the series. And uh, they do a cover of Led Zeppelin's Since I've Been Loving You. And it is absolutely breathtaking. And it sounds amazing. The guitar work was done by the late Mr. John Lockhart. Rest in peace, sir. We miss you. And uh, it's it's absolutely spectacular. You need to go look it up right now. In fact, we should probably just end this podcast so everyone can go look it up, and then we'll get back together in a few seconds. But it's definitely one of my favorite covers of all time. I'll have to check it out. And ream me. That sounded weird. Uh, give me crap. There you go. Uh, I was going to say, I love that Led Zeppelin song. So if you As do, do I. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a sexy song. Yeah, it's a classic blues tune. I've never heard this version, though, so I'll have to check it out. I will email it to you. All right. Fair enough. Cool. Wow. It, am I not going to get any crap? I just I thought I was going to, you know, make the power go out with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're all right, man. I think, you know, until we until we hear it and find out that you're, you know, absolutely insane, then, uh, you know, I think you're OK. Can't <laughs> argue it. Look, and I'll tell you what, uh, there are not many. In fact, that might be the only song that i would go out that far on a limb and, and say something like i love led zeppelin and i respect them and I, I i i love their sound and their tones and 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 all that jazz but i just i think that they took that song to another level and i hope that i didn't just piss anybody off who's like you know i was gonna hire him for my tour but not <laughs> well, anymore when we get the dislike we'll know somebody yeah right nope, we have one, it'll be we have about one that like, one like yeah. both yeah. <laughs> nice. one thumbs up you know, every and I once can't in a make while. That information up. That's right. That's right. He's this is good. This is verifiable stuff that he's talking about now. It's you know, every once in a while somebody does a Zeppelin song and they just do it so well that it's hard to deny it. I mean, even Great White when they did "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You" on Unplugged, you know, it was a massive yep. hit for them. You know, that was actually one of the songs that I had in my in my honorable mention list because I wasn't sure how, how far into it we get. But yeah. yeah, every once in a great while, man, you know. Cool. Well, thank you all for being so understanding. I was, I had a list of He's like, crazy. Rebu- Agreed. <laughs> I had a list of rebuttals, but yeah. uh, I throw <laughs> you those away. Thing, you got the whole conversation plotted out already. Absolutely. <clears throat> all right. No reaming here. Robin. Well, that one like just went to three likes. So. Whoa. Yeah. All right. My next one Whoa. is. Uh, my next one is Hound Dog by Elvis Presley. Huh. So. You just didn't song. know that was a cover, or is that, you know. Yeah, it's a cover. Yeah. Just, no, I know. Yeah. 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 I, I, That's did, why I, I figured. If it wasn't a cover, that'd be weird. Like, I'm not, why is it special to you, Robin? Well, yes. first of all, because it was one of the first songs I ever learned how to play on drums. So, that and Jailhouse Rock was what one of the first songs my drum teacher had me learn. <laughs> But uh, I also like it's like I'm not surprised that it's a cover because that was real common in that day and age. Um, But at the same time, it's just like, oh, huh, didn't know that. Yeah. So I'll be dang. The the original version was by Big Mama Thornton. That is a name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chicago, Chicago blues, buddy. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Mama Thornton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is great. 
You should go cool. back and look look at some of the guys that played in her band. Yeah, monsters. I think, I think you'd be uh you'd be impressed as a uh, guitarist. There's some great great classic blues guys that played with her. Right on. Yeah. You said that's uh uh she was based from Chicago. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Cool beans. I love Chicago. Just There's parts th- of it. Parts of it. Throw that out there. Great band. Like pizza. Great band. Yes. Yep. I saw them live last year. Oh man. A little a little too much uh, horn section for me. But it's, they're still great. They're still because that's like most of her songs are mostly. That, that that's that that's a controversial statement, sir. <laughs> yeah, ream no, him. It depends on the song, but sometimes you're like, okay, yeah. I just heard those horns like for the last thirty minutes. Can we mix it up a little bit? They're all. I mean, horn just, they're great. They're yeah. a hey, horn band. I understand what they are, but I'm just saying. That's like wonder... going to a Led Zeppelin show and going, eh, it's a little too much guitar for me. Now. <laughs> be great if led zeppelin used the chicago horn section every oh, once in a while man. i think that would be yep. that would be dude that'd be, epic it's like taking jazz fusion to a whole new level yeah i just thought of a genius idea for a for like a a brand or like for someone who dude your dad he rinse out like he pimps out people right like horn sections correct i would not call it pimping out people but <laughs> or, or he rinse musicians out what he... what is it called what is it <laughs> He, con- it, he contracts musicians. He contracts musicians. Yeah, same Dude, thing. I just thought of a great website for somebody who contracts musicians, or in particular, horn players. Do you think Hornhub is available? Oh, <laughs> it's not anymore. Really? <laughs> is that not genius? Oh, just, no. Uh, Visit me, uh, uh, Zach at Hornhub.com. ordered it I now. mean, even one, one mistyped letter and you're good only got like 26 letters to choose from so yeah i don't know i think that's that's one of my million dollar ideas mm-hmm. well, sorry mr mordecai as, as robin's buying the website right now i already got it i already got <laughs> i already bought it it's it's already done <laughs> okay well i'll get the url anyway um am i red yet hmm. you're close your background uh, red though uh, What's that? Your background's all red, though, so it's... Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, so you said your thing. TJ, are we on to you? I think so. Uh, let's see if Zach knows this one. Uh, <laughs> Joe Cocker, with a little help from my friends. Oh! In your face, Robin and I played that at our graduation. Boom. Wow, that's the first time I've heard you openly talk about that. <laughs> Only because he's giving me crap for it. It's I'm a great sensitive. Song. Yeah, it's a Isn't great, it? it's a great song, and uh, I have video of Zach singing it at our graduation. Uh, please send that right over, will you? I, I, I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, that is. I'm, I'm playing drums on it, so it was yeah. nice. We had a full horn section, uh, which you can find at hornhub.com. Was, was it Chicago? It wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't, <laughs> but uh, but we did. We had a full horn section and a full choir, and by we, full choir I mean three chicks. We didn't just right? have a yeah. We had four. Four. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. Four, we four women. Four. We had four uh, backup singers, and then we didn't just have a full horn section. We had the entire jazz band from our high school, which is like six saxophones, five trumpets, and five trombones. 
So it's like wow. this massive horn section. Three turtle doves? Yeah, three turtle doves <laughs> and a partridge and a pear tree. Uh, it's actually two turtle doves. I know. That's, that's my 1985 now. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just play it off. Well, I repeated it right after you because you said it with such confidence. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, At least I correct my mistakes. So. Uh, and yes, for anybody inquiring in the comments, we will post the video to our Facebook page of, oh. of the uh, infamous... I can't remember. Power outage? 2008. No, 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 no. I don't want it on the Facebook page. If you want to go find it, that's your business. I don't want to post the video. Thank you. So, TJ, better than the Beatles version? I think so, absolutely. What? Uh, uh, the Cocker's version. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dang, lootly. Yeah. I don't know why. The, the Beatles, like... Sorry, oh, Beatles. Like, thanks for writing the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It just, yeah. It's, it's just... Like so slow, and Joe Cocker I, just brings so much like passion to it. Yeah, I uh, think I actually think that the Beatles liked it better than uh, their own version of it. I've heard them talk about that in different interviews, and I I actually got to tour with Cocker for a little while, and uh, I got to hear him do that every night. It was amazing. I, saw, I remember. So, uh, who, who wants to talk? Whatever. Anyway, I, I saw no, him uh, with Huey Lewis, <laughs> uh, and that was yeah. yeah. Seeing him perform that was just awesome. Yeah. That was a good tour. That was like mid two thousands, right? That was uh Yeah. Oh five or oh six, somewhere no, in there. I saw him no, that would have been two thousand nine or ten, somewhere around. Oh, there. okay. Yeah. yeah. That was I was out of high school. Right on. Yeah. I well, vaguely I, remember that tour. I grew up with that song because of the Wonder Years. Yeah. There yes, you go. Just about to bring that in. Y'all, yeah. I'm telling you, can, you right now. You cannot talk that song without Wonder Years. Yeah. Dude. Winnie Cooper, yeah. you were my first crush. So if you're watching this, <laughs> love you. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. I used to watch The Wonder Years, and then I have, I have uh, a confession. <laughs> okay, I accidentally uh. stumbled upon the Hallmark Channel a few days ago. <laughs> Winnie Cooper was on the screen, and I couldn't stop watching it. It was a love movie. It was pretty good. That's the end of my story. I love you, Winnie Cooper. Oh, God <laughs> damn. <laughs> it was an accident, man. You're just flipping through, and you see Winnie Cooper, and you stop. It just happened to be uh, the Hallmark Channel. This is the kind of thing that happens. This is these, this is why podcasts are out there now. This is to make people feel like they're not alone anymore. You know, yeah. That's what this is all about. Absolutely. Somewhere you out too. there, Zach, there's three other people that are thinking exactly the same thing you are <laughs> that are watching this right now. <laughs> Hey, man, I'll tell you what. For all you single ladies out there. If you look like Winnie Cooper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give Zach Hell, you it. might be able to get the real Winnie Cooper at this point, you know. Hey, man, I wouldn't mind that. She's probably only like, what, 20 years cute. older than me? She's still huh? cute. She was on uh, Dancing with the Stars a few years ago. Right on. And she's apparently yeah. starring in Hallmark films, too. There you, look at that. <laughs> Got the total right. package. Total package. <laughs> but yes, Pulse. Joe Cocker. Absolutely, yeah. dude. But yeah. see, she'd probably get pissed off if I always called her Winnie. Because yeah, I probably she, could. She might not. She might not like that. Yeah, you're right. Okay, Danica. I'm sorry. Her name's Danica. There you go. Now y'all know. There's the one guy that knew that. It's the yeah. one Danica guy. Danica McKellar. Duh. That's two her, guys. Man. That <laughs> that's Danica. Just, that's just because I looked it up. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> sound good. 
Right. It doesn't have a ring of to it. Fred Savage before Ben Savage took over with Boy Meets World. Everyone's like, who's uh, Fred Savage? I'm like, uh, Corey's brother from Boy Meets World. They're like, oh. Topanga. Yes. On Boy yeah. Meets World. Topanga she turned was, out very beautiful. She was my, Danielle Fischel. She was my first crush. There you go. That's lovely. Sounds about right. Who was your first crush, Pete? Oh. Well, she's an old lady now, but Linda Carter. I mean, you know, I think I was two when I first saw Wonder Woman on TV, and I was like, oh, oh, that's what that does. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard, like, to, you know, you see Wonder Woman on, yeah, uh, maybe it was intended, I don't know. (laughs) It's just, you know, I mean, that that one's kind of a hard one to deny. Her and Aaron Gray. And that one you're going to have to look up, but Aaron Gray was on a show called Buck Rogers at the same time. All right. She was also the mom on Silver Spoons. If you, any of you that watch me TV late at night, you can watch all your reruns of those 70s, 80s sitcoms. All right. But, uh, yeah, her and Aaron Gray. Linda Carter and Aaron Gray. It's a good, right. good, a good starting point. I'll have to look them up. Dude, yeah. I'll tell you what. I started watching all the original. I, I started episode, not episode one, uh, like the first James Bond movie. Dude, all yeah. those Bond girls were absolutely stunning. Oh, yeah. Every dang one of them. The, the, all the way through the uh, the late 80s, for sure. You know, I think they they started trying too hard after that. But, I mean, those girls were all, I mean, yeah, I mean, those sex symbols, you know, in the in the traditional sense, you know. Rock and roll, baby. You know, I wanted to be James Bond growing up. Like I thought it would it, because no one would guess it because I'm so like loud in what up? And American. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and long hair. Exactly. So you would <laughs> never expect it to be me like he can't be a spy. He's too loud. Ha ha ha. Little did you know. Nah, they would have got they would have killed you right away, man. They would have known. No. They would, they, they might have just shot you because you were loud. Maybe. I'm you telling know? you, my poker face is horrible. You know, because whenever I get a good hand, I'm like, <laughs> you know, so, that's why that's why you I'm just, just a shitty poker player. Yeah, exactly. Just laugh at everything, yeah. Zach. That's what I do. I do laugh at everything. When I get nervous, I laugh. That's why I never read at church like up on the, you know, during the service, because I always whenever I get nervous, I start laughing. And I my biggest fear would be that happening. You, you know? know who else laughs when they're nervous? Carol Baskin. That's <laughs> uh, you know it's the the dead giveaway that's how everybody knew that she killed her husband you know i mean it's like every time Dude. they asked her a question she was <laughs> shut up i mean like did she think going on that show that people wouldn't know that she was a killer like everybody that watched it we all know that she was a killer you heard it here first folks they put her on they put her on dancing with the stars for god's sakes she's not a star <laughs> she's a killer man <laughs> i'll tell you what i'm gonna have to go re- i watched that at the beginning of quarantine I yeah. miss those days, man. Yeah, that was when it was fun. It was like, all right, I guess we'll watch Tiger King. And now it's like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> we need Tiger King season two now. Oh, yeah. They, they should. Maybe we should find another one. But I'm sure there's more. More Tiger Kings? Maybe they should find that guy in uh, North Carolina that has the uh, harem of women that work for him. What was his name? He was Dude. on that show with him. Uh, that guy creeped me out. Well, no, they, were, they were all creeps. The long hair was, one. It was good. Yeah, yeah. The long haired guy, yeah. They had like ten wives or whatever. Yeah, that was God. good stuff. <laughs> so he must uh, really like his tigers. Anyway. So um, do we Keith, have a question? No, Keith pointed out something that I did not know about. Uh, with a little help from my friends, Jimmy Page plays guitar on it. 
yeah. Which version? Joe the, Cocker's. The Cocker version? Yeah, the Cocker really? version. Really? Yeah. Well, how about that? Yeah. So, thanks, uh, Keith. Yeah, yeah thanks. Where, wherever you are. Wherever He's in you Vegas. Are. He's in Vegas. All right. Excellent. So, like wow. It. Yeah. Who's up? Who's who's the next one? I th- I think it's my turn. Um, yep. I'm going to do some shameless shameless plugging now for a couple of projects that I've been working on. Um, do it. Shadow and the Thrill is a band that I manage. Uh, the the lead singer, guitar player, songwriter, bass player. He does just about everything on the record except for play drums. Is a guy named Tony Cardenas Montana who was at one time the very young 18 year old bass player in the band Great White and uh, co-wrote a couple of their big hits, but. Uh, this new record that he did, it's kind of more along the lines of a Gary Moore-esque type blues rock guitar-driven record, and they do an incredible version of Gnarls Barkley's Crazy on the record, and it's one of the best covers that I've heard in a long, long time. And so. I will agree. I will agree to that. Well, thank you. Yeah. It was he, a good... he sit, you sent me that song, uh, what was that, about a month ago? It might have been longer than that now, yeah. Probably a couple months back when it first came out. But dude, that that obviously I'm a guitar player. You know everything's yeah. great about the song. But yeah. uh, but the thing that really stuck out to me was the tones and the guitar playing. Yeah. Dude, he's he's a monster, man. Yeah, that outro solo is like a whole other section of the song. It's it's pretty epic. Yeah, okay. uh, it's it's just a great version of the tune. And he's a killer singer too. He's got a great soul in his voice. So really worth checking out. Absolutely. Well, shoot. While we're while we're name plugging, what can we go ahead and 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 um, name drop the one that was released today? Oh yeah, yeah. If, if, if you want to go down that, sure. If you want to go down that road, now absolutely. Please tell us. Um, I do a a little side project. It's called uh, Doom Slide, and it's um, it, it started out as a project a buddy of mine and I were working on years ago, and it, we I mean we recorded the first one on a four track in his garage you know, that far back. And it was, uh, we used to play in cover bands together. And as I started to tour more, um, you know, to keep us kind of doing something fun together, I just said, you know, why don't we just record some covers, you know? And I said, but let's do them our own way, you know? So we kind of approach all these songs from like a, uh, a Black Sabbath, Alice Cooper kind of vibe where it's a bit stoner rock, you know? And, uh, the one that we just put out the video for today is a cover of You Spin Me Round from Dead or Alive, the 80s pop, you know, dance track. That guy that like the poor man's George or poor man's boy, George. Um, but the song's great. And uh, we did a really, really dark version of the song. And we kind of took it from we kind of took it from, a you know, the perspective of the original guy. And we twisted it into like a stalker type version of the song it's the best way i can i can explain it um it's one of my favorite tracks on the record and um you guys could check it out on itunes or on spotify whatever buy the buy the vinyl you know oh Uh, this one is pressed on vinyl yeah this one is the uh that's the one i sent you the picture of yeah you guys can throw that up there it's a it's a cool album the one of the other tracks on the record that's really my favorite track and kind of Maybe the most unexpected hard rock version of a song is uh, we do George Michael, I Want Your Sex. And it's uh, I think that that's I think that's really kind of the track on the record when you go and listen to it. I think it's kind of the one that most people hear and go, wow, that's that's different, you know, but it came out really, really good. And uh, that's one of my favorite ones on there. So those two are they've gotten a lot of good response, those two tracks on it. So that's my my shameless plug. Thanks. No. 
Oh, Thanks. no shave, man. That is badass. Thank you for sharing it with us. That's and no uh, and we will, yeah. yeah, zero shame, sir. Yeah. Uh, we, will, we will definitely uh, get that uh, linked up on our yeah, uh, Facebook cool. page for y'all to go in here because it is, it is rocking. Uh, appreciate and, it. Now, now, George Michael, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is he also the careless whisperer? Yeah, but he said boy George too, not George Michael. Well, George did I Want Your Sex. Careless oh, Whisper. Okay. Thought, careless yeah. Whisper was when he was My in bad. Wham. My bad. Yeah. I'm catching up. Dude, Careless ha- Careless Whisper was from Wham. His original Have y'all seen band. the sexy saxogram guy on YouTube? Yes. Oh my god, I just saw it though recently. <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, Pete? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to send you a link. Uh, the first send- time I saw it, I couldn't breathe. Send it over. Yes. What's it I'm called again? <laughs> sexy saxogram. Guys, don't tell them what it's about. Just go. Uh, <laughs> sounds sounds great. I can't wait to get it. <laughs> it is it is Genius. historical. Awesome. Historical, huh? Well, because like New Yorkers say horrible, so do they say horrible. historical? I don't know. No. Wait, wait, you're from Florida, correct? I live in Florida. I'm from upstate New York originally, Syracuse. You yeah. don't really have an accent. We don't. No, most of us in Syracuse do not have an accent. We are um, kind of have this nice generic English speak. Oh, well, excuse me. That's why it's good for me to do voiceover work, because <laughs> nobody can tell where I'm from. Oh. So. Yeah, know. everyone pretty much pins me in Texas. So. You know what? It's only every once in a while that you give it away. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you say so, Robin? Mm-hmm. I mean. Oh, he- absolutely. It's funny yeah, I mean, there's... the majority of the time he when when you speak Zach it's it's very uh it's very you like you have a very specific way that you talk it's very Zach no, no negativity it's just a very Zach well, thank you. but then every once in a while you'll just it'll just kind of roll off the tongue a little bit yeah. it'll just come out yeah. and then it goes away it like just disappears it's yeah. really funny well i i i am who i am uh, that's right now, TJ lives in Minnesota, and he says, dude. Yeah, he says, dude, bro. Yeah. Now, it's, What's up, dude? It's, 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 it, he doesn't have the accent, though. The accent, like, to me, when you get up into, like, um, what part of Minnesota are you in? Uh, Twin Cities area. Okay, yeah. I mean, when you get up, you know, into the yeah, northern north, part of really... the state. Yeah, boy. Oh, oh, everything's a question. You know, oh, oh got a lot of cash there don't you yeah you know it's one of those kind of things that's it's just they, they like half laugh too and go oh for yes, funny oh, yeah for funny. yes <laughs> <laughs> they do it's true is that a common question oh you got a lot of cash there don't you that's well creepy. it is when it is when you walk into a bank and dump 30 grand in cash on their desk and go i need a cashier's check for this please uh, <laughs> nothing like going to a small town bank and freaking people out you know that's there's Another sure. perk of touring, you know, you could do that every once in a while. Absolutely. Man, I wouldn't want to, you know, I, I, I used to work at a credit union and, and I've held, you know, a hundred grand in my hand and it's, it's whatever, it's not yours. So it doesn't, you don't really think about it, but I would not feel safe walking from my car or, you know, walking through a city with 30 grand in my bag, you know, the only, the only time that I used to, when I first started out, I was a merch guy. Right. So I would sell T-shirts and whatever else for bands. And, uh, you know, it was a cash business back then, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, it was a majority cash business still. And, uh, 
you know, I, I end up walking out. I had to leave with a backpack full of money most of the time. So sure. when I was in, um, you know, every couple of days, I'd have to go to a bank and get a cashier's check. <laughs> and uh, it was always, you know, you always end up with a day off in a town that like, you know, there's no major banks, you know, <laughs> it was just, it was just yep. the way that it was going, you know, especially sure. back then. I worked for a lot of bands that did colleges. So we, um, you know, we'd play the college arenas and, you know, we'd have a day off someplace and it was like Bemidji, Minnesota, or, you know, you know, something like that. Or we'd do like Lubbock, Texas, you know, and I'd be down there and, and it was just, you know, you, you couldn't help it. You'd go and I'm like, I got to get a cashier's check for this. Cause I don't want to be carrying all this. Sure. around. You know? Um, so yeah, there were, there's one specific instance where I remember being in Northern Minnesota and, walking into a bank with about just a backpack, you know, full of cash. <laughs> and it was, you know, and it was all ready to go. And, but it, you know, the people at the desk were like, I said, look, I called ahead. I need a, I need counter to myself. And, um, they're like, Oh, well you could just do it here. And I'm looking around and I'm going, well, I guess it's as safe as any town. <laughs> totally. I just, wow. just unzip the bag and empty it out on the counter, <laughs> you know, and they'd be like, what, what, what's going on? I'm like, you know, and it would freak. I, I distinctly remember a woman at the bank going, oh, it's a lot of cash you got there, don't you? You know, that kind of a thing. And I'm like, oh, man, like nobody's going to believe this. Like this is just like, you know, these are the kind of stories. These are the things that happen, you know. But um, love it. Yeah, love it was, it. you know, at the time. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even have a cell phone then. I had a beeper, you know. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Kinda, yeah, I mean. I was fighting it. I was fighting it so hard to not have to carry a cell phone back then, but it was just, uh, you know, they were still new and it was just something sure. I didn't want. But what uh, year was this? 98, I guess. 98, 99. You were somewhere. fighting it in 99. Yeah. I mean, I just, it was my first year, first full year on the road. So yeah, gotcha. 98, 99. Yeah. I think I finally just caved about mid 99. <laughs> that was when I, you know, you had to get it. You had to have one. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, I, I know, and, and you can probably, uh, on the road especially, um, yeah. you can't live without a phone. I mean, our our, our daily... They weren't uh, common then. You know, I mean, that was really the the beginning. You know, it was right around that time where you don't, you forget how quickly technology has changed in the last sure. 25 years, right? I mean, I went to college and got a marketing degree. Three years later, it was worthless because the internet came along. You know what I mean? Oh Lord, I mean, dude! I was I had homework assignments in college in '95 to send an email. That was the homework assignment. So when you think about it like that, and how much has changed in that little window of time, you know, it's you just blew amazing. my mind. Yeah, like you That's you cool. went to college for a for a skill. Yep. That. By the time you graduated, two, within two years, within two years of my graduation, yeah, it, I, entire, I don't want to say it was useless because no, the, the but it is now. There. It is now. I mean, the the only thing now that I think really pertains still from marketing are like the basic principles, you know, the price, product, placement, and packaging. Sure, and that's it. Everything else is wow. completely different than it was. I feel like so. people in that era, you know, plus or minus, you know, three or four years from there, like essentially pardon my, y'all kind of got screwed over. Well, it's, you know, think of it like this, right? I wanted to be an A&R guy when I went into school. So I, I took my marketing degree and I had a minor in music business. As I was getting my degree, I watched the record business collapse, right? From 94 to 98, 
every aspect of the music business in the record world collapsed. There were no more A&R guys by the time 1998 rolled around. You know, there was, they were gone. So that whole idea of, you know, being that guy that found bands and clubs and, you know, found them doing great cover songs, you know what I mean? Or found them doing something going, oh, you know what song you should be playing is this, you know? And sometimes that was the thing that springboarded people's careers, you know, and cover songs, covers. cover songs were huge, huge stepping stones for, I mean, think about the country world. Think about where you are right now. There are so many of the female artists that have been signed because of their version of a Janis Joplin song. Sure. That if you went back and looked at all these people that are famous now, they, half of them recorded the same cover. You know what uh, I mean? They were all course. doing, oh, my version of, you know, Bobby McGee got me the deal, you know, something like that. And there's, a, there's about a dozen of them probably that went on to have lucrative careers because of that. Sure, I firmly believe that covers are very important and that they can launch someone's career. I mean, look at, do you know the band I Prevail? Yeah. You know, they got their start by doing a Taylor Swift cover. No, they didn't. What? No, they didn't. They were a band before they did the Taylor Swift cover. I understand that, but that song skyrocketed them is what I'm saying. They had a big following in in that world before that song came out. What what world was that? I'd say like an underground following, like a cult following. Yeah, like the pop punk warp tour following. I mean, they were one of the one of the they weren't like the biggest bands, but they were up there. And yeah, it took them to another level, but it it was they were already going and a pretty established act by the time that song came along. Right. So let's get I prevail on. Let's get I prevail on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Prevail on, and then we're gonna get their side of the story. Yeah, yeah. and we'll see who's uh, right. They'll probably, they'll pro- Zach. Well, they'll probably say point blank. It's like, oh no, when we cut that song, it's like, oh yeah, we just became, you know, it went through the roof. Yeah, um, catap- a, a, yeah. a great band to look at is a band called Our Last Night. They've made mm-hmm. almost their entire career off of covering songs. They've got an extensive YouTube page of really well done videos and incredibly well-recorded recorded versions of uh, the songs, including the same one that I Prevailed did, um, which I actually the personally... The one? Yeah. Um, I, prefer their, I prefer Our Last Night's version over I Prevail's. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. They're both, great. they're both great versions. I Prevail's was just on the, the pop, pump, uh, Punk Goes Pop album. Um, Some okay. of those are really good. They are. I, I will uh, admit, yeah. the the. Pop goes punk or punk goes pop, whatever. Yeah. Have you heard those, Pete? I've heard a few of them, yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, there's man. there's so much stuff on YouTube now. I mean, I actually, while we were doing the Doom Slide stuff, we would always go and look to see if the songs had been covered by, you know, a bunch of people already, because we would try to steer clear of stuff that had been done a million times. You know. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it it's I think it's the best thing to do. You have to, you know, you have to find one that you connect with. You know, um. I mean, look at, I mean, you know, Disturbed is a known band that their last three hits have all been covers. Mm-hmm. You know? Last three? I didn't their know current, this. Their current one, they're doing the Sting song. Uh, what, what's the name of that track that they've got this big hit with right now? Um, if I Lose Myself in You or whatever it is, the uh, Sting track. And then um, the last one was Sound of oh, Silence. Oh, If I Ever Lose Myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And, and then, then what uh, was before that? A bad Company? Well, Sound of no, Silence. Well, before Sound of Silence was Land of Confusion from Genesis. Yeah. So they've had their last three hit singles were all cover songs. Good for them. That's awesome. And good for the bands. Hopefully that, you know, 
Yeah. It, it gave some paid some homage to those bands. Land yep. of when I heard their version of Land of Confusion, I was like, uh, "Wow, what an odd track to choose to cover is Disturbed." And they didn't change it very much. That's the funny part. Like it's yeah. pretty much the exact same song. Yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't they didn't do anything different with it. Um, and it's, um, it's it, I liked it. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. I was, I'm a huge Phil Collins. Yeah. For, as a drummer, you just kind of have to be. Yep. So, Same man. Same. And, uh, he's. I mean, he's vastly underappreciated in a lot of ways. He's a great, great musician. Speaking of Phil Collins, next one on the covers list. Do it. Hey, hey! I haven't gone yet. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, you need to pump the brakes, Shirley. You I should do a Phil Collins was... song, Zach. What's that? <laughs> you should. You should use a Phil Collins song. <laughs> Shit. Let me see here. What do, what do I got here? Uh, there actually was one, but I took it off. It, uh, for multiple reasons but anyway um uh, uh 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 this is a quick honorable mention because we were talking about something that made me think of this we were talking about covers and that bring bands back on i don't did you see that uh, uh a country dude did uh, home sweet home by motley Crue? oh oh god uh, it's it's actually pretty good. It's, his name's Justin Moore, and he did Home Sweet Home. And the Motley Crue guys actually like sang on it, and we're in the music video. They don't I thought it was cool because there's like shit. What's that? <laughs> they don't even sing on their own shows. Much less. Oh, it's like, come on. I mean, nice. Vince we... does. For some reason, they let that guy sing when he can't sing a note. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't Vince, get it anymore. We still love you, and we would love to no, have you on the no, podcast. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> I love this you. is the new guy. This is the new guy. <laughs> the new guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm ruining it for you guys. I mean, you're right. We it's love you. It's his first day. It's a great, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Dude, it's we want to have Motley Crue on this podcast. So. <laughs> we did want to. And, uh, and with yeah. that being said, Motley Crue. Um, I can get you the other lead singer from Motley Crue, the guy that could actually really sing. Do you want me to get you him? John Crowley. Dude, yeah. that's, he lives in Nashville, correct? Yeah, he does. I, I don't know if he knows him. how to use Skype. I'll find out. <laughs> hey, I still yeah, want to meet him, man. I've known I've John met him. for he's a, a long... great guy. Yeah, John's awesome. Yeah, he's a Dude. good, good friend. Known him for a long time. And and uh, Phil played with him, correct? Phil Schaus. Yeah. yeah. So does Jeremy. Yeah, all your boys. Actually, yeah. the the four of them just did an acoustic show together. Dude, uh, I... Ryan, Ryan, Phil, Jeremy. Yeah, all your Nashville guys, man. They're all really tight. It's a tight little group. Thanks to you. Thank you so much for introducing me. I love, love those guys dearly. Those guys are, so they, they are the mayors of Nashville, man. Those are the guys to know. If you're a rock guy, those are the guys to know in town. And they're just good people, man. Oh, yeah. So when, 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 I, when I told Pete that I was moving to Nashville, he said, you need to know these guys. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And, and I'm here within a week, and, and I meet them, and I'm like, oh, crap, yep. You need to know these three people. Um, so you were not lying. But no, uh, they all, you know, for those of you guys that don't know, you, you if you don't know who they are, they they play with Ace Freely, they play with Gene Simmons. Um, Jeremy and Phil both played with Karabi on, uh, I don't know if Phil's on the live album or not, but Jeremy definitely is when they did the Motley 94 live thing in Nashville. Jeremy was the music director on that. Then um, it's just, uh, yeah, they're just good cats. Phil's in Accept. Uh, Ryan used to be in the band Hair of the Dog. That was his band, and he was uh, the front man guitar player for those guys. Um, but they're just good people, you know, and great musicians. And if there's a rock scene in Nashville, they are 
the people that can get you in it. You know, they're just great guys. They've got a band called the Rock and Roll Residency, Phil and Jeremy do, that has an EP or short record out, and it's uh, it's great. It's all original stuff, but it's just great, great stuff. So. Dude, I, I couldn't agree with you more that they're the sweetest dudes. And, you know, the, the two or three times I've went and seen them play, they just reek of rock star. Like, yeah. they just... They're up there, and but they have no, they have no egos. They're just the greatest no, guys, no. man. But they're like, just, you just, you can't stop so watching much, them. Yeah, you know, they're, they're just so much fun, and you can see it if you're a Kiss fan, and you haven't seen Gene do his solo shows or AC do his solo shows recently. Um, these guys just, they know, they know the catalog better than those two do. You know, especially Ace, because Ace can't remember his own stuff anymore. But it's. He, they've got him doing songs that he hasn't played on stage in years. And, you know, they're they're actually on his new record, too. They do a cover of She with him on the new record, and they all sing. So it's uh, it's it's killer that he actually did use his live band on that. And that's it. It's, you know, there's a... Ace has done two of these covers albums now, and uh, the new one... I don't like the new one as much as I like the last one, but there's a couple of songs on it that are great. Robin Zander does 30 Days in a Hole with him, and... Uh, the guys do she with him. But on the first record, he did this killer version of Till the End of the Day from the Kinks. And, you know, what we were talking about, how when an artist does a cover that kind of feels like it's their song, that was the song on that record to me that felt like, wow, this is an Ace Freely song, you know? Um, so when you get to hear a guy do that, I mean, that's what makes a cover great. When Joe Cocker did Little Help from My Friends, that was it was his song. He made it his, you know? Um, there aren't, you can't say that about a lot of people's covers. Cheap Trick doing California Man from the move. Like a lot of people don't know that that's a cover song. But that song was done by Jeff Lynn, you know, before before Cheap Trick ever did it, you know, before ELO started. And uh, they also do a killer cover of Blackberry Way from the move, which is, it sounds like the track that the Beatles never recorded, you know, and Cheap Trick's version of it is amazing. And it was on their last studio record if i remember correctly it was a bonus track and it's just it will blow your mind when it comes on you think that you're listening to a beatles song and it's cheap trick doing this version of the move and it's just unreal but right on it, you know quiet riot doing come on feel the noise not what? their song yeah, yeah. slate nope. They actually Slate. didn't want to do it. They hated it. Yeah, hated it. And then they I ended up doing this. like three more Slade covers in their career. Yeah. But that <laughs> Who song. Who wrote Come On, Feel the Noise? The band Slade, the European band. And like, it sounds, I mean, when you listen to the guy sing, Naughty Holder sings just like Kevin Dubrow. Like it's a, it's his voice, you know. And, uh, but that's one of those songs. Like they made it theirs, you know, and they didn't even want to. <laughs> that's the funniest part about it is it just kind of came out that way, you know. Right on. I, I have a question. It, Slade, like S L A Y E D or S L E I G H E D? S L A D E. Yeah. Slade. Slade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you'll when you go back and listen to those guys, man, they were way ahead of their time. I kind of equate them with the sweet, like a harder version of sweet. So, um, you know, the glammy English rock, um, but they had grit to them. Okay. Right and on. I, yeah. They wrote that song. And they also well, did, what was the other one, TJ? Was it? Um, we're all crazy now. Mama, mama, we're all crazy oh, yeah, now. Yeah. I think yep, was them, yep, yep. and I think the Runaways did that too. Um, they also covered it, but it was uh, they had a few hits that became hits for you know American bands later on. They never really broke here, unfortunately, but uh, they had some good stuff. 
Well, you know, I talked about way too many songs in there. I stole everybody's list. So no, go you're, on. Let's you're go. fine. Go you gave me a great uh, a great segue. You'd mentioned the Kinks earlier, which is is going to uh, bring us to my background, which is you really got me uh, Van Halen covering the Kinks. Uh, absolutely love that song. Uh I, I, sorry, I do prefer the Van Halen version. Oh, absolutely. Roy Ar- Orbison's great, though. And at least, I mean, I don't think the Van Halen version would have worked in Dumb and Dumber <laughs> as well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. So I had to, for an audition, um, I got called to audition for uh, a Cirque show last year. Uh, they did a touring rock show on ice. The uh, One of the, Cirque is based out of... Uh, touring rock show on ice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope I don't like get in trouble for talking about this. I don't know if this is legal. Anyway, uh, I didn't get the gig, but uh, where are they based out of? They, they speak French, Canadian, um, Quebec, Montreal. Montreal, Montreal. Montreal. Yes, I think it's Montreal. Somebody reached out to me from Montreal and uh, and and they asked me, do you ice skate? I said, well, I can. And then they asked me if I sing, and I said I can. But they wanted me to sing, play guitar, and and ice skate at the same time. Um, Seems easy. But enough. anyway, that was <laughs> that was one of the songs that I had to audition with was the Kinks version of "You Really Got Me." Uh-huh. So in my dressing room, because I was on the Rock of Ages tour at the time when they called, and uh, yeah, that's fun little tidbit for you. No, yeah. okay, Robin, take it on. Oh man. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how to follow that. I, don't I will say before. Sorry to interrupt, Robin, but since we're on Van Halen, I did not know Ice Cream Man was a cover. Oh, yeah. I did Nor not know that. Did I? Who wrote I thought that? That was just uh, apparently John Brim, allegedly. Was it? Is it actually been released? That's what I don't know. I just saw, I was like, uh. Don't be spreading fake news around here, no, man. I said allegedly. I, if I it, say it allegedly, is an older, hold on. It is an older blues song. I can't, um, but it was, uh, you know, musically, they they changed it so much that it was one of oh, those yeah. things There's that I don't no think a was, lot of people yeah. think about, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Let's look it up here. We've got the wide world of the internet. Yeah. Um, let's see if we can't. And Van Halen did other Kinks covers too. Yeah. I mean, and, and and not to mention, you know, the cover of uh, "You're No Good" on on Van Halen too. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. great. Apparently, but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, oh, you're wait, you're no good. Like you're no good. You're no good. Yeah. You're no good, yeah. baby. Yeah. You're no good. I didn't know they covered that. That's on I've the second record. It. It's the opening track. Is it opening track or second track on? First or second. second. Yeah, first or oh, second song. If it's on the 1985 album, I haven't heard it. <laughs> the unreleased, the unreleased gem. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if we found out later in life that With there Hagar, actually was a 1985 album that they just never released, yeah. and then Robin would be like, "Boom!" I mean, yeah. even Dave. Think about the, you know, all the covers that Dave did in his solo career. G- Gigolo, you know, California Girls, yeah. just Tobacco Road, That's Life. You know, I mean, he. Yep. <laughs> He did some great, great covers, you know, and he he was always a character, made him his own, you know. I mean, that's even though he didn't have to change them much. I mean, California Girls is pretty stock, you know, but it's just yeah. Dave's Dave's character that made it so great. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you got there, Robin? What did you find out? So, um, according to songfacts.com, I claim 
fake no news. knowledge of if if this is correct or not so take me out of this i'm just reading it off a website uh, no, and like I said, I it's like there's no way. Yeah, but. this uh, this was written and originally recorded by the Chicago blues musician John Brim. Uh, Brim recorded it, recorded this at Chess Records in 1953. Uh, wow. In 1994, he released a compilation album called The Ice Cream Man. Oh. So, John Brim, that's B R I M. If you want to look that up. Awesome. Very cool. I knew it was an old blues tune. I just didn't know who it was that had done it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one one song that again, another one that I didn't know was a cover was uh, "I Love Rock and Roll," Joan Jett and the Yes, Blackhearts. I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's a by a band called the Arrows, uh, and I have yet to listen to their version. Um, it's not that different, to be honest. I but, uh, figured reading. <laughs> yeah. I read a little bit about them. I read a little bit of their biography, yeah. and it just sounded like okay, that makes it sense that she would choose to do this song and. Yeah, uh, but I always I have I've got a soft spot for for Joan Jett because I don't I don't know why when uh, when I first heard her like I was I think I was twelve or thirteen and someone someone played or showed me a video of her that was we were watching a video and uh, of like one of her performances back in like the early eighties yeah. I'm just like yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, like she she shit. had a lot of covers. She had a lot yeah. of covers in her career. Crimson and Clover was a big hit for her, which was a Tommy James song, and mm-hmm. she's had a, a bunch of them, you know. And she's just she's again she's always managed to put her own spin on stuff, you know, and it uh, it works for her. I almost got fired from a gig because she was playing down the street, and I uh, I had I still I've I, besides like the three minutes that I saw her at that performance, I still haven't seen her, and I want to see her. Uh, she was supposed to be on tour with Motley Crue, Poison, and yeah, uh, Def Leppard. Def, Def Def Leppard. Leppard yeah. And um, but yeah, I like right as the break hit, I looked at the band leader and I was like, "I'm running down to see Joan Jett. I will be right back." And I like sprinted down. I'm wearing like suit and tie, and I'm just like sprinting down the street. <laughs> and I, I saw about three minutes, and then like ran back and like s- kind of sweating, and I sit back down on the bandstand, and, and right as like. If I had been a second later, I probably he probably would have been pissed because it was right <laughs> as we were supposed to go back on. So she's great, man. Um, I, I, the the first time I ever got to see her, I was out with ZZ Top, and we did this. I think it was 2007. We were doing a a Jack FM radio tour, and it was ZZ Top, The Pretenders, and The Stray Cats, and uh, we did a few shows where there were extra bands added on. And this one gig we did in Chicago, Joan was one of the bands that was on the bill and she was dating Carmen Electra at the time. And, uh, I, I just remember walking backstage at one point going somewhere and I'm like passing her and Carmen Electra. And I just kind of went, huh, that's, that's weird. You know, (laughs) just kind of kept on going. But then I later did a run with her in heart, um, which was a great bill. And, um, it was a great show, you know. I mean, it was it was such a a cool thing to see the two of them, two bands up there together. Uh, I'm a huge Runaways fan, you know, and uh, you know the legacy that really Joan and Lita Ford and and Sherry Curry and those girls have as like a real like rock band, you know, a female rock band, which is kind of it's not that they were the first, but they were definitely one of the you know made the biggest impact, I think. 
uh, in that world. But, uh, yeah, some great, great stuff, you know, and, and she's just, I don't know, what can you say? I always loved, I hate myself for loving you. It's just such a great rock song. You know, I mean, there's nothing, there's no more rock title than that song. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's really, and like we were saying that Hailstorm had covered that one. So, um, yeah, it's killer. I was like, I knew I talked about that tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Too many damn lists over here, man. (laughs) I'm having to check things off. It's scary, man. All this stuff is in my head. You know, all these songs that you guys have talked about, a lot of these things are just, you know, there's things that I've just, uh, I've listened to a lot of cover songs over the years, I guess. That's great. You know, but it's, it's fun. You know, I mean, it does help break bands, you know, I mean, even Metallica when they started, you know, they were doing all kinds of covers. I mean, obscure, you know, very obscure covers, but you know, um, bread fan and stuff like that. Those weren't their songs. You know, those were things that they, uh, they pulled in from other people. Please do not mention turn the page from them. Okay. Do not, there's nobody that's not on anybody's lists. Is it? No, no. but Metallica okay, is on my list. Good. All right. Well, go ahead. What, what do you got from Metallica then since we segue? Well, I mean, it, it, as long as TJ and Robin aren't going to be offended. Well, wait, I, Robin, I just, went, I correct? Just went. I just about TJ, would you be offended? If what, what? If I jumped the gun real quick. Jump the gun, bro. We'll go back to TJ after you jump. Right. I, I see the look in your eye. Oh, nice, he's going to play it. He's going to yeah, play it. Yeah, I'm going to play it because this oh. is, this is also the riff of the week. So, um, I'm going to play it and then I'll say it. Okay. Play it, don't say it. Spray it, don't. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Is it on? Can y'all hear that? Yeah. little song called am i evil that is my favorite metallica song hands down and i found out later in life that it was a cover okay thank you for listening by diamond head exactly they opened for megadeth when i was their tour manager that was a fun experience (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i feel like i just took way too long to do that That but i had to get a riff of the week in there it's a great track yeah thank you Okay, well, now I feel like a tool for doing that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and just, back to you, just, TJ. Yeah, <laughs> note, TJ, what like, do you got? I did like their Whiskey in the Jar cover. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's better than Thin Lizzy's, though, because Thin Lizzy's just Thin Lizzy. But that's not mine. Uh, mine, and one of my favorites of all time, White Lion, Radar Love. Yes. Wow. That's an interesting pick. That's a surprise. Great, mu- great musicians. Yes. Vito Bravo was amazing. Wait, you don't know Radar Love? Damn it, man! Did you? No, I don't. They even listen? had the they even had the Chicago horn section play on that. For God's sakes, I figured for sure you would know that one. <laughs> well, listen, my website Hornhub didn't hire him, so I don't know about it. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Hornhub is taken. Thank you for looking. <laughs> I told I you, I already got I, it. I, I, I didn't. Told you. No, I didn't find it out. Someone, in the, uh, someone in the comments found it out, and I was uh, like, "Dang it, it is taken." Shit. Yeah. Next, you're gonna tell me Cornhub is taken. <laughs> Probably. I'm not opening that link. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, but, uh... <laughs> hey, sorry, man, man. One, 
White Lion, White Lion. I was just reading an article about them the other day. About that. they were just like this totally underappreciated band that came out towards the end of that scene, you know. And yeah. uh, they had a huge hit with that one record, and then it was just, you know, they were yeah. swept away with the the next movement, unfortunately. But uh, Vito was a hell of a guitar player. Yeah, that's why. That's one of TJ's yeah. favorites. Hey yeah, TJ, man. how do you feel about White Lion? Love White Lion. And how do you feel about him, like on a on like a shoulder level? Ah, uh, shoulder level? Probably a tattoo somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that private? Oh no, you're good. TJ okay. does not have a tattoo of White Lion. Okay, oh, yes he does. Get, get out of town, really? Yes, yeah. Man, I only know chicks that have White Lion tattoos. Well, I'm one of them. Well, yes. hello. <laughs> Dude, show him your tramp stamp. <laughs> I'm joking. No, joking. No, he doesn't have no, one of those. No, uh, that was my first tattoo because that's why I picked up guitar originally because a Vito Brada. Tramp. Yeah. So it was a nice, simple little, I was like, if I get a tattoo, I'm going to get that little lion on the shoulder. Like like Simba? Oh, well, it was just the cover of the, the Pride album. Hey, <laughs> Simba's probably yeah. been cooler. Way cooler. Hey, don't hate. <laughs> I think it's awesome that he supports a band that much. Hey, yeah, dude, it's it's killer. I mean, they were a talented group of guys. I mean, Lomenzo, the bass player, went on to play with all kinds of people. Yeah, is he even in? Uh, no, but he was for a little while. He, I saw him play with John Fogerty. Really? From, from, yeah, Creedence yeah. Clearwater Revivals. That's, that's <laughs> your oh, <laughs> no, this is not crap on Zach. Hour. No, it's just this is how the, all the musicians. It's all tied together. This is what happens, you know. You know, playing for everybody. And, you know, what I've noticed, you know, as I meet more people, you know, higher up on the food chain uh, uh, in the music scene, the world gets smaller and smaller. Everyone knows everybody. It's crazy. It's not a big it's not a big industry. I mean, Lomenzo played with Zach in Pride and Glory and Zach Wilde. He was the bass player on that. I did not know that. Yeah. Right I think he actually has done some black label tours as well before uh, JD became the the regular guy. Right. Because Zach was going through bass players left and right there for a while. Right on. Well, JD, I th- I feel like JD was the original. Then he left for a little bit, and then he came back. It's possible. I think possible. that's that's the story. I don't know. I've... That's a good pick, man. I'm I'm impressed. I mean, for '80s bands, you know, we haven't gone down the. Uh, cliched road, you know, the smoking in the boys' room cover and the, uh, you know, stuff like that. But um, I, I don't know if it's, you know, I'm going to, is that we, on your list? Can't I can't see, see it, you're, You've now become invisible when you put a white piece of paper up to the thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got to hold it like in front of your body so that we, it doesn't disappear. Yeah. So I, it's on there. I may or may not. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite, one of my favorite covers ever is from Wasp. And they do the Who's the Real Me. It's one of the best hard rock covers of a classic rock song I think that was ever done. But and it's Frankie Benali who just passed away uh, was playing drums on that. So uh, you know from Quiet Riot who played on Come On Feel the Noise. So um, you know it, it, there's just we haven't really gone down that road. And and White Line is definitely not one of those cliched bands, you know, because they were kind of they were they weren't around that long. You know, so we didn't hear that song a thousand times. You know, they had their own hits too, so they weren't defined by that cover song. But it was a great track. Yeah, great music video too. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm sure you have, Pete. But uh, I, yeah, it's been years, man. It's been years. But yeah, it's the typical like pool hall bikes, girls in short shorts, <laughs> and then probably a mountain, a mountain or a desert somewhere in between. Yeah, <laughs> at least at least one. 
At least one. Sold. That's great. Um, holy hell. I didn't realize we are fixing to push the two hour mark. Um, mm-hmm. why don't we start, uh, uh, doing honorable mentions and everyone let's just finish your lists. Is everything okay, Robin? Yep. Uh, I, I want to start. Dude, just... oh, okay. okay. I would like to start that list because mine is extremely short. Um, because there's, I only have, uh, three songs left <laughs> on my list. Actually, four. I have four songs left on my list. Actually, five or six. Nope, just four. I, I, I scrolled down a little farther. And I was like, all right, I didn't mention that one. Because the last one is is, is uh, close to home for Zach. So, uh, first one that I didn't know was a cover, Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Cool. Superstition, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. What? Yep. No. He didn't write that? His wife wrote that. Well, June wrote it, but his uh, Johnny's sister... Uh, sister-in-law, Anita, recorded it first. She recorded it uh, uh, in... Really? S- yeah, in 62, I, th- I believe. Wow. Yeah. So, mm. uh, um, Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. I always probably butchered her last name, but uh, I've always liked that song. I don't know why, but I've always just really liked that song, and the original version is much slower and more of like a... like. Uh, I want to say it's not trashy. It's just it's more distorted guitars, and uh, the lady singing it just sings it with a passion that you like. Natalie didn't capture it. Hers is like really pop produced, and uh, there's a reason it was a big single in the '90s. Um, right. And the last one is "Achy Breaky Heart." <laughs> that that is a that is a cover, and I had to put that one on there because uh, it's 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 close to home for Zach. So. Yep. Thank you, thank you for that. Thank nice. you, Robin. Nice, CJ. Point. Do you want to give the background on that, or do you? Uh, I mean, I know, but yeah. do you want to? No. Do you want to give the background my, on it? My my father. Uh, you know, I, I I grew up in Nashville um, uh, in the '90s, and uh, and my pop uh, uh, was the right hand man for uh, a gentleman named Harold Shedd, who basically gave uh, Billy Ray his his shot, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, my, my pops got to open one of the first, um, uh, royalty checks. And so it's, uh, it's just a fun, it's, it's, it's a cool song, you know, it, it, it's a great, it's a great story. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. DJ, what you got? Oh, uh, I've got a few, uh, let's see if I'll, I'll check down this. Jeff Buckley. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. And yeah, I will I go that. on a limb and say that. I think his is the best version. Sorry, yeah, not yeah. sorry. No, absolutely. Absol- absolutely, yeah. Um, Jimi Hendrix, Along the Watchtower. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Clash, I Fought the Law, and story I found out about this that I didn't know. Uh, Sonny Curtis replaced Buddy Holly and the Crickets, and they released it first, and then The Clash covered it. Uh, Marilyn Manson, Sweet Dreams. Yeah. Great That's cover. a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys probably won't know this, but I got to throw it in there because I love these guys from uh, Finland. Children of Bodom does a pretty great Danger Zone cover. They also, <laughs> they, they also do Oops, I Did It Again. Oh, they do. Man. And uh, Rebel Yell, I'm not going to say it's better, but Alexi Leho is quite good at guitar. And without the ray gun, he matches Steve Stevens' uh, pitch pretty good in the solo. Uh, hell yeah, I don't care anymore. Yeah. What up, Christian? Smashing Pumpkins Landslide. Oh. I saw that. I didn't listen. 
it's it not good? the greatest, but it's on my list. I mean, it's like no. it's, not, it's not terrible, but it's not like I'd take Stevie Nicks. I just had it on the list to right talk on. about because I didn't know if we we're gonna do good and bad ones, whatever. Dude, the uh, Texas in me has to say this real quick. I think Dixie Chicks did a great version of Landslide. Yes. Okay, go on. Uh, Def Leppard Rock On was pretty impressive. Uh, David Essex is still better to me. What though. is that judgment uh, nodding, Pete? Nothing. I'm just listening to the songs, man. Uh, <laughs> no, no. What do you have against Dixie Chicks? I'm just Musically. Never, I've just never been a fan. I, You know, it's like the Stevie's voice is so distinct. You know, it's just one of those things I don't think many people can really touch it. You know, it's that song's kind of her, you know, it's one of those signatures, you know, Well, I will be sure not to cover landslide. Thank you. Or I won't send it to you. <laughs> I, can, I can hum it for you. Yeah. Could you hum that one for me? <laughs> uh, 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 Muse feeling good. I love Muse. Great cover. Uh, Steel Panther. It. I want it that way. Okay. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Higher Ground. And also was in the Power Rangers soundtrack, so that one hits home to me from a little kid. <laughs> During the parachute scene, if you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Aerosmith, Come Together, and Train Kept a Rollin'. Yeah. Motley Crue, Smoke of the Boys Room. And then the obscure one that I'm going to end on, that's one of my other favorites, that maybe Pete knows, maybe doesn't. House of Lords, Can't Find My Way Home. Wow. Wow. That's a really obscure one. That's cool. I it's can't a, say I can't say that I've ever I could claim that I've heard that. You should all check I, it out, but on YouTube because I can't find it like on iTunes. Like there, there's a version of it on iTunes, but it's not quite the same version that's on the YouTube, like the original recording. And so it was like their second album with Greg Giofria, who was in Giofria, yeah. and it was like Gene Simmons' label, and they said yeah. you need a new singer, and uh, you got to change your name. So they changed it to House of Lords, and they did can't find my way home and it's awesome like nice one of the sexiest covers i'll have to check that out it's a great song a that's great my song. list nice well i had guns and roses on there if i didn't say that already <laughs> which one Not, knocking on heaven's door and live and let die but i did know knocking on heaven's door was recorded four days of thunder the movie with tom cruise great movie so there's all you your mean, facts you of the mean, day you mean top gun the nascar movie yes <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> yep it's a great movie. There's a great, there's a great David Coverdale track on that soundtrack that Billy Idol wrote, actually. Um, oh, what is it? I think it's the no. title song. It's the main song, yep. or last, yep. last note of freedom. It's called. Yep. Coverdale's voice is amazing on that, and it's it's a Billy Idol track. It's a Billy Idol song. So, not a cover, but yep. Billy wrote it. Yeah. Very cool, though. Well, speaking of Billy Idol, he's got a song coming out with Miley Cyrus at the end of the month, which I don't know how to feel. Is it a is it an original track? I believe so. It's on Miley's new album, and I just saw it with Billy Idol. I was like, oh boy, this would be uh, well, it'd be really hey, good. We'll Billy's, hear it when we hear it yeah. because Billy's we would great, love man. to have both of them on the show. He was a blast. Absolutely. He's a great guy. Him and Steve Stevens, both good people to work with. A lot of fun. Uh, and Miley's got some catchy stuff, but it's just usually it's not my genre. I mean, she could come on the show, but that be for me. For the record, the sigh that I just gave was because I I wish we could. I I look forward to the episode of of talking about bands you've toured with, you know. Um, yeah, there's there's it's funny because you keep mentioning stuff and I forgot that I was there. <laughs> you know, well, so there's some things that come make, up, you know, from that. 
if you've got some little sticky notes or some post-its or yeah. whatever you got in front of you, make notes because I would like to do this sooner than later. I'll just, I'll just look at my walls. That's all I can do to remember everything now. That's why I've got it all up there. <laughs> there's funny. There's a couple of songs on your list that are on the Doomslide record too, TJ. So that's kind of funny. Which one? Small world. Uh, we do rock on. Um, Wade, my uh, the guitar player, uh, my partner in that band, he's the one that sings that. It's one of his favorite songs of all time. And uh, it was an inevitability that that was going to end up on the record, and it came out great. It came out really good. And there was another one that you mentioned, too, that – oh, Ring of Fire actually is on there. Oh, so nice. we did that as well. Uh, did you guys uh, make that your own version or, or... – Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's only there's only one song really that we kind of did semi-traditionally, and it's uh, Midnight Confession from the Grassroots. Okay. Um, we, we changed it up a bit. We had Jimmy Bones, the keyboard player from Kid Rock, played on it. He did uh, that and one other track on the album, and uh, <laughs> that one came out really good. It's one of our favorites. One of my favorites. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, and it was ha it happened to be um, a song that Wade's mom had always wanted him to do in bands, and Wade's a few years older than I am. And uh, we got it done and recorded about three months before she passed away, so she got to hear him do it finally after all those years of kind of prodding him to, uh, to do it. So cool. it's a cool one. Yeah. yeah. You know, fun stories, right? Like, you guys, it's, it's funny music, what music means to people, you know? So. Well, do you have any, any last-minute ones to rattle off, Pete? Um, uh, If I had, I got three, I think. Um, There's a band called Tigers of Pantang from the new wave of British heavy metal. John Sykes was in that band before really? he went on to Thin Lizzy, before he was in Whitesnake. His last recording with them was a version of Love Potion Number no. 9 Ooh. from The Searchers. It's badass. I think a kid did it on on American Idol a few years ago and actually did the Tigers of Bantang version of it, which I thought was insane. Um, killer, killer version of the song. I always love that song anyway because I'm, I'm into a lot of that older 50s and 60s rock because that's what I grew up listening to with my parents, you know, on their on the radio stations. And um, a great, great version of it. And Sykes tears it up on that. Um, another one. 1978 white snake on their trouble record they very rarely do covers um but they did a version of day tripper which will absolutely blow your mind super funky an incredible talk box guitar solo um and they chop up the 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 riff zach so it's like really got a funk vibe like almost almost superstition kind of vibe to it Ooh, I've um gotta check this it's out. That's and it's incredible. and it's coverdale's voice like as a younger guy you know and uh badass right Dude, and the bass, the bass it playing as an older it. guy yeah uh, i know i know uh, but you know when you hear him like on the deep purple records with burn and stormbringer and stuff like that i mean there was just something it was him kind of growing into his voice maybe you could you know take it like that so like that first those first couple of white snake records and then when they did live in the heart of the city in 1980 that was to me like that was the david coverdale all of a sudden that we knew that deep soulful voice and then it grew into that you know huge you know, explosion that they had in the eighties here in the States, but, uh, their version of day tripper. And I mean, their live version eight and no love in the heart of the city is amazing, right? Hands down. One of the greatest, you know, tracks I think they've ever done, but day tripper is just a really cool one that a lot of people don't know about. And my last one that I'll leave you guys with, and it's, it's a more recent, a little bit more obscure. Uh, we talked about Karabi a little while ago he did some time in the Dead Daisies, and on the first record that he did with them, they did a cover of the Alex Harvey band track, Midnight Moses. And I've known John since 2006, 
I've heard him do a ton of cover songs over the years, you know? Um, some of them were fantastic. He does a killer version of, uh, uh, there's a Beatles track. What was the one? Um, he did it on one of those tribute records and I can't, it's totally skipping my brain right now. Um, she's only, uh, what the hell was the song called? I think Tiffany did it. I can't, I can't think of it right now. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm an idiot. Um, but he did, you know, like happenings 10 years time ago from the yard birds wasted from Def Leppard. Uh, he's a woman, she's a man from the Scorpions, but Midnight Moses is, it's, it's as if that song was written for John Karabi, right? Like there is, right that is his song. It's, it's a, it's almost like autobiographical when you listen to it, you know, if that's even a word, um, that is a Karabi song. And if you haven't heard it, it's worth checking it out. Is it it's all very, over YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. And they did a video for it. It was a, it was a pretty uh, significant song for them as a band cool. on that first record, but Midnight Moses, The Dead Daisies, it's one of John's. Uh, it to me, it's like a signature track for him. Right on. Please so, email me all of these so I can send them to Robin. Yeah, I'll send. Uh, I'll send you the list. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you. The Wonderful. List for sure. Rock on. Well, let me let me just um, let me blow through these super quickly. Uh, one of my favorite songs of all times. Uh, uh, Oh my gosh! Uh, I just played "Uninvited" by Alanis Morissette. But you, you're not, you're uninvited. You know the song? No, no. Really? Okay. There's a song by Alanis Morissette called "Uninvited." <laughs> I don't even like you, you. Could you sing it again? <laughs> so we could. It reminded me of uh, uh, Steve Martin and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Like. All right. <laughs> okay. It goes. Don't worry, he probably won't get the Planes, Trains, Automobiles reference. Oh, uh, so. that's true too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like anyone would be, I am. Uh, yeah, it's exactly how Steve Martin is in playing trains and automobiles. Three coins and a fountain. You know. I, I, I don't like any of you. Flintstones. Um, Meet the Flintstones. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, there's a uh, Matt Cardle does a great version of it. My boys, Red Sun Rising, also do a really cool rocking version of it. Uh, in this moment, does some really cool. Um, uh, metal covers of songs. Call Me by Blondie is one in particular that I think they did a great job on. Uh, the Dirty Loops. Anyone familiar with those? Oh, yeah. I know. It's Are, just... You're not familiar with Dirty Loops, uh, Pete? No. Oh, I'm gonna man. To... I'll send sounds, you some. Sounds like I need to be, huh? Yeah, oh. I mean, they're like they're like next level musicianship. They're just. They're, they're from, not Berkeley uh... cats, correct? No, they're from Sweden. Oh, okay. They're from Sweden and Austria. That was my second guess. Dude, I think one of them went to Berkeley. One of them may have gone to Berkeley, but no, I think they met at a conservatory. If I remember correctly, I think they met at a conservatory over in Austria. Um, and then they they got they got a certain producer with them that just uh, I mean, like it's it's really produced stuff. Like everything right. is very tight. It's funky. Oh, it's funky. It's it's three okay, white cool. European boys. Yeah, they they rock. Um, anyway, go check out Dirty Loops. Super cool stuff. Uh, I gotta give yeah. a shout out to Chase uh, Holfelder. He's this dude online that does covers of tunes. He takes major tunes and turns them into minor key. Mm. Really cool stuff. Uh, in particular, uh, Believer by Imagine Dragons. Really cool cover that he does of them. Oh shucks, how could I miss this one? <laughs> one of my favorite covers of all time. If y'all heard of a band called Pink Floyd, I know you have. They have a song called Hey You. Yeah, I know you've heard it. There's a band called Dream Theater. 
unbelievable version and the solo, the guitar solo, which Hey You is an incredible guitar solo, as you all know. Um, But what I love about the Dream Theater version is Petrucci pays homage to... um, Gilmore. Gilmore, sorry, I'm blanking. Uh, Amen. Thank you, Santa. (laughs) Uh, He pays homage to him, but then at the very end, he puts in a little shred. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Can, can you, can Love you, that. Can you sing it for us? Yes. Uh, you don't know Hey You? Is no, it... can you just hum can, the yeah, solo? Yeah, can you just hum the solo? Yeah. What's up, Pink Floyd? You know what I'm talking about? Beautiful. It was like a cat meowing that the whole time. Anyway, good. <laughs> make sure I didn't forget anything. Uh, That's the new uh, Mix commercials. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got Alien Amp Farm, Smooth Criminal, Ooh, Michael I Jackson song. I about that. That's great one, yeah. That's a great one. Motley, Smoking in the Boys Room. Guns N' Roses, Live and Let Die. Fun story. I saw, for the longest time, I was like, no, Guns N' Roses is the best version, which is incredible. I thought it was better, but then I saw Paul McCartney live. I was like... Yeah. Pretty freaking good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's um, funny. Now you guys have all mentioned smoking in the boys' room. My Motley did a bunch I of different not. cover songs over the years. Right, you did. That. You did. You're right. You're, not and, put me on that list. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, they did. They did a lot of different covers during that period. Helter too. Skelter. Helter Skelter. Teaser from yep. uh, Tommy Bolin was one of the other ones, and they did uh, White Punks on Dope later on, which was great. Um. They had every once in a while they'd surprise you with a track. There was, I think, there was. Well, they did Jailhouse Rock and Girls, Girls, Girls. Yep. And which, uh, which cover was it that uh, that was kind of like they didn't have a complete album, and the record label's like, "Look, you guys need one more song, or one or two more songs, and you you gotta you gotta put something on there." I I think it was Smoking in the Boys' Room that was like that add on. Which they Might still did a they still did a, a decent version of it, but that I became their became their hit. Yeah, yeah. So became I, their hit. I think it was that one. I may I may be wrong. It was one of their covers that they were just like, because Nikki talks about it in his biography, where they were just like, you know, hounding him because he hadn't written enough songs for the album. Hey, you know. What what happened? <laughs> you know. Oh god! All of y'all froze. All of y'all were just like sitting there, and I'm going, "Oh fuck!" Did I click end? <laughs> it's actually that's happened a couple of times actually throughout the uh, the interview. It's on my end anyway. I just froze up, but uh, I might have been girls, girls, girls because Jailhouse Rock was a live version that they put yep. on there. Oh, okay, so it might have been that. Yeah, could have been that because uh, and that record was kind of short on songs anyway. So well, good then they like re mastered it when it came out with rodeo is a great song that i wish was on the album originally yeah some of the bonus tracks were definitely uh, better than some of the stuff that yep. ended up on, <laughs> on a couple of their albums yeah yeah and if i didn't mention it i might have missed it but maybe correct me if i'm wrong boys but Greta van fleet does a great a change is gonna come sam cook oh I love that cover i haven't heard that well yeah, i'll have enough. to check that out okay right they on. are they're good they're a good little live band I haven't seen them yet. I want to, but they're good. I don't know if they've done any covers, but uh, Pete, have you, are you checking out the struts at all? Man, the new, the new record is great. 
Yep. A... And they did. They do a cover of Do You Love Me from Kiss on that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny okay, because I, I it's not the Kiss song. They do the cover of <laughs> – there was a band called Girl that Phil Collin and Phil Lewis were in before they went off and joined Def Leppard and L.A. Guns. And they did a cover of that song. And that's the version that they do the, the cover of. Um, but there's also a great song on there called I Hate – how much I love you, or something like that. It's uh, it's it's my right favorite on. Favorite track the, on the album. Is that the yeah. one with? Uh, is that the one with? Uh, Phil uh, Collin and Joe. Yeah, Elliott? yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's one. weird. I was on the fence with the Struts on the first one because I saw them live. They opened for Guns, I want to say in San Francisco or something like that, and uh, they were great. Like, I I watched the live show and I'm like, wow, I got to go and check out this record. And when I heard the record, I was like, oh, this is. Uh, the energy wasn't there. Like there was nothing. It was, it was, I felt like I had watched a completely different band live than what I heard on the album. This new record sounds huge, you know, like whoever they had produced it, they did a whole different thing on it. And I, I love everything I've heard off of it so far. And you know, it's, I love hearing that it's the, the guitar sounds are massive on it. It's just, it's very cool. I still think their best song is a single they released called one night only. I have to check it out. I'm not familiar with it by title, so I have oh, to man. check. It's a, I think it's just a single, but it, yeah. Oh man, that's okay. my. That's a cool. I think, I think it got on a record. Did well, it end up on one final? Like, because I, I, I downloaded the single of it, so. Right. We'll get that uh, next time, bro. I'm really liking this new one, though. I'm, I'm excited for them. I hope it, uh, I hope it does something great for them, because it's, a, it's, it feels like they finally captured that live sound on, on the album. Yeah, they're good live. I saw them for the Foo Fighters and then by themselves. I can't remember who opened up for them. But it was good, anyways. But they headlined at a small little club. They they definitely rock. I seen yeah. them in, in Saintum. Sorry. I saw them in uh, Dallas and Vegas. And, and they just. Uh, that, that lead singer, man, Luke, he, he just. He, you can't stop watching him, you know? He yeah, demands your attention. Yeah, he's it's, a rock star, man. It's, it's great. He's. He's like he's got a little bit of that Mark Boland thing going on for sure from T Rex. He's definitely got that that spirit, you know, on stage. Well, and, and part it, part Mark Boland, part uh, Mick Jagger. It's well, and and a Freddie. little Freddie Mercury, yeah. yeah, yeah, a little bit. You know, he does the wrapped. You know, he does the yeah. rolls. You know, he yeah. does some Freddie. But anyway, yeah. uh, gentlemen, this has been an absolute pleasure, um, Mr. Pete. Thank you so much for yeah, man. For being thanks a for having me. Oh, it was a pleasure, guys. I, and, I had a blast. And I, I hope that uh, we can do another one uh, uh, in the near future and talk about your touring days. I'd love it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. That'd be fun. There's a lot of lot of good stories, a lot of good bands. So right on, right on. I I know, I know, and I can't wait to to hear them well, live. Do me a favor. Check out Shadow and the Thrill. Check out the Doom Slide records, and uh, you know, enjoy those two albums. I think there's some great stuff on both of them. I think you guys will like them. We'll check so, them out. Yeah. Absolutely. Do it. Absolutely. I like I the, the You Spin Me Right Round when uh, Zach, oh, nice. said that, Zach sent that to us earlier. Nice. So, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, Very I different. had, we had fun. We had fun doing that one for sure. You know, it was, uh, actually Wade brought that one to me and he goes, I've got this great idea. I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know, and, uh, when, when we started this project, I was definitely not intending to be singing as much as I ended up singing on it. I am not a singer. Um, I'm a, I guess I'm a, to me. I guess I'm a vocalist of some sort, but that's about it. That's, uh, and it was just, it was a lot of fun, man. And it, I got into the character of it and it, it's funny because all this stuff, the imagery and the name and the, the, the name of the record were all done prior to 
you know, all the the shit hitting the fan, I guess is the only way you could say it. You know, it was all, I came up with the image before Corona came out. I came up with the name of the record as the world burns before the, before everything started happening. So, um, it just, you know, so by the so time it's your fault, it's my <laughs> fault. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time I had the records pressed, you know, it was kind of like, Oh, all right, well, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess now is as good a time as any. <laughs> so, wow. You're yeah, the, but, you're the one. Yeah, it was it. like the Nostradamus of this whole shit show. <laughs> ah, but, well, uh, you know, it, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a blast. And uh, it's a great, you know, you guys have got some great stuff that you picked out as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of digging into some of those and listening to them. So as we thanks. are yours, man, as thanks. we are yours. Um, so everyone, you know, just to, to remind you, go check out Doom Slide and Shadow and the Thrill. Uh, and, uh, Do it. you know. Buy those records because they look cool as crap. Uh, they do. Both of them. Both of them are badass. I mean, it's like I. The way I look at it is, if you're gonna press vinyl, you might as well make it look cool. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a piece of art. You know. That's that's my motto for leaving the house. If you're gonna leave and the house, you might as well look cool. They they both come. They both come with a download card too. So when you buy the version of it, you actually get a second copy. So you don't have to go out and buy a digital one. Cool. Righteous. So it comes that's, with. That's a really smart idea. Um. It's, you know, as a music fan, right? You know, you just, you're already paying more for the, for the record, right? Yeah. You're paying more for the vinyl. So, you know, for me, it's just a good value add, you know, it makes sense to me as a, as a fan of music to, to do that in any vinyl, you know, you should, I think it should always be that way. I think you should always get a download with it. So. Well, bless you. Bless yeah, you. Yeah, man. Check it out. Right I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate you giving me a, an avenue to kind of talk about some of these projects and, uh, a lot of great songs, too. Thank you. Of course, brother. Well, right. thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, uh, this was a blast for me. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Uh, everyone have a safe week, and God bless all y'all. TJ? Thanks for listening, as always. Love y'all. Tell your friends. I uh, hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. Robin? Yeah. This was this was a, this was a really fun episode. I enjoyed it. Um and I look forward to having you back on and hearing your stories of being on the road. So I will share anything that I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. All right, guys. Have a good one, man. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. I guess that's class dismissed. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I totally forgot. Yes, for those of you wondering in the corner. <laughs> okay, no. That is a fully automatic Nerf gun. For All none right. of you wondering. <laughs> we were so close. His parents were wondering. <laughs> Did you really just stop me? Is this thing still on? Yeah, it's still on. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.